0: What is going on, college baseball fans? It is me, Stephen Shock, joined by the beautiful, the wonderful, the handsome, Jake Manson, Jordan Schusterman. Both, all the adjectives apply to both, so there's no confusion there. And we are bringing you another episode of the Shock Factor podcast. I went full Yoda, did this all backwards from what I'm normally used to, but as you may know, it's the postseason in college baseball, and nothing makes sense. Fellas, how are we doing? Say the word. Say the the word. Someone say the word. The one word. The
1: one word? Say the word. Omaha, baby. It's Omaha. Is it Omaha?
2: Omaha. Is that a a word? Is that a place? Is that a a magical state of being?
1: Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, It is Omaha week. The city that Peyton Manning made famous and college baseball made famouser and the zoo made even more famous it is the college world series it will be starting this friday we are all going together we have one room we have bunk beds ready to go at the hilton downtown we probably will just sleep in one of them spoon i think the spoon order probably jordan jake
0: shock just from like size so is that making, are, are you speaking smallest spoon to largest spoon yeah, or the I largest think spoon to smallest? Smallest to largest. I think you're the biggest of the spoons. Anyway,
1: this podcast. I think you
0: guys are going to be pleasantly surprised. I'll just say it.
1: Can't wait. Bart Scott. Anyway, this podcast is not a College World Series preview. That will be trickling into your headphones later on this week. This is a look back into the past at Super Regional Weekend. Jordan Schusterman, you are coming to us from Omaha,
2: Nebraska. How are the vibes? The vibes, the vibes are good. Uh, gentlemen, I went to the Drover tonight. If you've listened to the D1 baseball podcast, you know the Drover is where it's at. I'll save those stories for another time. But the point is, is that I'm in Omaha. Jake and I were in Omaha. To broadcast some Omaha Storm Chasers games conveniently Jake had to return to his residency in New York City Because he has concert tickets But I am still in Omaha Staying through the week, through Sunday And I am here And let me tell you It is awfully quiet right now But I know just 48 hours from now It's going to be bumping in this town
1: Much like Steven Shock When he gave up that home run I left Omaha only to come back later With all With even more of my friends
2: So you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: Well, I feel you. I'm picking up what you're putting now. Uh,
2: Steven Shock, uh, you watched some super regional baseball this weekend, uh, did you? I, I watched just a little bit, yeah, believe it or not. Okay. I think we need a better
1: name for this round, I have to say. We have regionals, which are a good name. I think super, re- just like throwing super in front of it just doesn't. I need something else. It deserves more. Than that. It should be like well, the gate like the entryway series or like the precipice games or something cooler than super.
2: I think I'm or, most interested. Or sorry. Or put a duper in there too. That I agree with. I'm most interested in if, if Mike Rooney gets his way and we break it down to more of an actual full tournament where we have another weekend before the regional, then I'm curious if we get some interesting, interesting names. Uh, but either way. Uh, we did have Super Regionals, that is what they are called, and eight teams advanced to Omaha. And we're going to go in order of the least to most entertaining Super Regional before we give our vague thoughts on the 18 World Series field. Uh, would you like to start us off, Jake, or anything else we need to say before we begin?
0: I, I, I Omaha, would, I would like to say on the naming of Super Regionals, I think it's kind of BS that local car dealerships have cooler names for their sales than we do for, because I'm not going to do a free ad for something called like Foyota-thon or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think Happy they Honda could do days. better.
2: <laughs> this sign I think they could do way better. Sign then drive regionals. <laughs> By the way, thank you to our sponsor, SU Cognition. Um, sign then drive. That's funny. Um, uh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's totally fair. But, but anyway, let's get into the baseball chatter. Gentlemen. So I, w-
1: what we're going to have, though, if we ha- like, if we have all those rounds, it'll be like the MLB does where they sponsor each of them. So we'll have like the Scooters coffee round of 64 and then yes. like, you know, the round of 32 brought to you by the Drover. It'll be all the Omaha, all the Omaha well, things.
2: Oh, oh, they they're all Omaha on the road to Omaha. That, yeah. I do like that. I do like that. Yeah. I think most people around the Omaha. country will be like, what the hell is Scooters? But. <laughs> bad
1: coffee. This is not. It. This is the opposite of an ad. Had a bad cup of Joe at the Omaha coffee chain. Not stoked about it. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into the regional <laughs> review. Super regional review. Uh, the review is super, and so are the regionals. And we're gonna start in Hattiesburg, where Ole Miss uh, took Southern Miss out to the shed behind their farm and sent them upstate uh, in pretty swift and decisive manner. I would say this was hyped as the most potentially electric regional Reports said that tickets were going for $1,200. If any Southern Miss fans spent $1,200 on these tickets, they went home uh, both wet and disappointed. Not good wet, bad wet, um, because Ole Miss smickety smickety smacked the living snot out of Southern Miss. Southern Miss did not score a single run.
2: There was a moment in Game One where Southern Miss was, I believe, inches away from a game tying or maybe go ahead grand slam that was indeed foul. It was not like there's was a controversial call; like it was foul. Like sucks to suck. Like baseball's unfair sometimes. I'm just but saying. But after that, any- they just couldn't score, and then that was that. And then yeah, Ole Miss won ten nothing, five nothing. Very disappointing. I mean, the old, we'll be talking plenty about Ole Miss in the coming week, but um, tough. For, for the good people of Hattiesburg. That was pretty tough to watch.
0: Anytime you're paying $1,200 for a couple inches of disappointment, I think you should get your money back. I'll say it.
2: <laughs> well, I don't think that's how the resale market works. So, uh, right. credit to Homeless, though, and, and I got to say, and you tweeted this, well, well certainly, I'm, hopefully we get to talk to this gentleman, but Tim Elko catching the final out was very cool. That it's was poetic right there. And also, you know he drove in. Multiple runs, obviously, during the Super Regional as well. Uh, the
1: biggest thing that we are looking forward to in regards to Ole Miss in Omaha is meeting Dylan Delusha and shaking his hand and giving credit where credit is due. As a reminder, after... Yeah, Jordan?
2: um, Dylan is in Omaha. Uh, Tennessee is not. That is <laughs> what
1: I was going to say. Uh, Dylan DeLucia, uh pitched totally fine in relief in a game that Olmis lost to Tennessee and then said that Tennessee played in essentially played in a little league park. Uh, and then Tennessee kicked the snot out of them. And then from then on, Dylan DeLucia has been Ole Miss's best pitcher. And now he is, he has uh, plane tickets to the state of Nebraska and Tennessee will volunteer to remain in Knoxville. Anyway, that <laughs> is the first regional, the least entertaining regional that was in Hattiesburg. We'll move North to a regional that did go the distance but none of the games kept me on the edge of my seat. And f- what's the opposite of that? These games kept me at the very back of my seat. We Except for game one. In your seat. Except for game one. Maybe this is yeah. not a fair ranking. But Except Oklahoma, Virginia Tech. Degree. Yeah. This was the, the Blacksburg Super Regional in which Oklahoma uh, won game one by one run, got smoked in game two, and then did the smoking in game three. Thoughts?
0: I think my favorite part was after game two, the Virginia Tech closer did a little naughty naughty in his uh, save celebration. He directed it right at the other team, which in this case was Oklahoma. I could have just said that, not made the listeners do the math, but I'll do it for you. But anyway, after he did this, then Oklahoma proceeded to, you know, pull their pants down and poop all over their field. (laughs) and Oklahoma's closer was in for the final out. He didn't need to get a save. Wasn't a save opportunity by any means. But gets the final out, does his little naughty naughty right back, right was, back to him. It was like the yapper.
1: It was like the yap sign,
0: right? I from my understanding he sniffed two fingers in a way that I I don't know how oh, to say this in don't, a in don't, a clean way, so I'm not going to say it. But two fingers that could be used for a variety things. of activities
1: <laughs> uh the thing then, about this regional super regional is that before the weekend the NCAA ruled basically they they took away Virginia Tech's hammer their iconic hammer celebration uh with Thor without his hammer has no power is that what happened to Virginia Tech here during
2: it does appear that that may have been the case I mean they did put up a bunch of runs in that second game and they they fought them close in that first game but I mean, this was a case of which team is, is hotter, right? I mean, I know all the, any team in the Super Regionals is obviously playing pretty well, but Oklahoma has truly been, I think, basically the hottest team in the country now for about three or four weeks, and they, they just could not be stopped. And I got to say, Cade Horton is maybe the number one most interesting pitcher that I think coming into Omaha. I'm very excited to watch him. Uh, I'm excited to see if he maybe starts the second game. Um, depending on, on the rest, obviously, he had to go in that third game. But he was sensational. He's been so good lately. And uh, Oklahoma's bats are just, you know, on fire.
1: Peyton Graham is the skinny truth. Um, He's very good. Last thing about Virginia Tech. John Chef feels and looks like a good ball coach. Uh, but I need that man to smile because he it looked tighter than a drum on the sideline all weekend. He just like – it was very intense and like I like that he's locked in. I understand that. But you've been in, in dugouts before shock where the coach is like a little tight, clearly exuding mm-hmm. tightness. And that kind of energy – I know that he probably didn't – change. He's probably like that all year and they were incredible. I get that. But just the sense that I got from him in that game, there was just a level of like intensity and focus that I was intimidated by watching it on ESPN+. Plus.
0: Yeah, it's like even during his in-game interviews, it's like, well, yep, um, we got baseball to play. It's like, dude, we know it's a game, but ESPN paid money to talk to you right now, so you're going to do it. But when you got a coach who you couldn't fit a grease BB in the rear end, that that's going to encourage the team to play pretty tight. And if I know one thing about sports, it's that if you aren't playing loose, you, and you aren't Lenny Dykstra or any 1980s player who's if, hopped up on cocaine. Right, You're you are not going to win. Yeah, you like, it, it's just hard to do. Mm-hmm. And if you have a coach who's like that nervous in the corner of the dugout, as a player, I'm going to be like, oh shit! Like I just got called into a game, and I see my coach in the corner of the dugout, arms crossed. Like God, I can't believe they took our hammer. I'm going to be like, Oh geez, he really has but, no confidence. But me. that's the thing that's,
1: that's interesting about this, right? Is that John chef is, doesn't seem like a hard ass, right? Mm. Because he allowed the hammer. Right. But at the same time, he just, there was just a vibe wasn't right through the TV screen.
2: No. And I will also say that and I'm not saying this applies to all the home teams, but we did have a record six road, super regional teams winning. And, you know, Obviously, you want to be home because that means you are better than the other team, probably. But you get to be the home team that twice. Host, you could tell that hosting was. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, it was. Well, it was actually Jim Penders who had a good quote during the Stanford game. I know they ended up losing, but he was like, "We're we're playing loose. Like we're everyone thought we would be done weeks ago, so we're right. chilling." It, um, and I think that that went a long way for a lot of the road teams, and even for UConn, who obviously pushed Stanford to the edge. But we'll get it, to that one in a second. Let's should we move on to College Station?
0: I, I just have one thing left to say. I think it's because when you host, you're so worried about how good and how quality the charcuterie boards are. <laughs> and you're just nervous. You aren't entertaining your guests. Yeah, so I, I can point. see it. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. It's like, uh, right. No, you make a really good point. It's like,
1: like you know, Jordan Beck was worried about making sure his Soprasada layout was perfect for Notre Dame. Although we'll talk about that showdown later. Uh, Let's move
0: I don't even know what that is. I don't
1: even know who Tennessee is. Never even heard of them. Uh, We're going to move from there to College Station where Texas A&M went bow bow.
2: Yeah. Now, these were both one run games, but they had no trouble entertaining their guests uh, as the Aggies are returning to Omaha. A&M was not necessarily a team, even though they have been regularly the fifth overall seed, they're not necessarily the flashiest team in the world. They do not have a bunch of famous baseball players, Um, but it was very apparent during this series and as as it was during the regional where they kind of very easily walked through uh, their own regional is that they're just really good? They're old. They're good. They don't fuck up, and they score runs late, and that's kind of what was enough to be Louisville. But it wasn't really all that entertaining. Besides so, the bubbles, I, think, I do like the bubbles. I, the I bubbles are we
1: good. The bubbles to Omaha. What do we think? Should we bring them some bubbles?
2: I think they'll. I have to imagine they will be supplying.
1: Is is Omaha BYOB?
2: We're, we're gonna find out. They haven't been since what 2017, I believe. Um, so we're gonna know. We're gonna can know. I, can I quickly. say a general thing? When people say, "Oh, this team hasn't been there since,
1: it has to be at least 10 years for it to be relevant mm. to me." If you haven't done something in a decade, then we can talk. But like other like, "Oh, they haven't been there since 2018." Like that's that's come on. <laughs>
0: that's a that's a great point because people always talk about, you know, you need this Omaha experience. The University of North Colorado has been to the College World Series 10 times. You want to know the last time that they were involved in the college world series 1826 i i believe british was britain was still in control britain Um, british yeah whatever england england that's the one there we go you're the history major here not me it's true
1: this year the university of northern colorado went 12 and 39 So that's all you need to know.
2: Yeah, but hey, they were in Omaha in 1974. That Omaha
0: experience (laughs) led to those 12.
1: Uh, Farewell to Louisville. They were entertaining. They played a great regional. Really enjoyed that. But the super was not super enough. And Schloss, Yeski, and the boys will be moving on to Omaha. I, I, I did like that Schloss Nagel smiled at the end. I think that him taking this team to Omaha in their first season is just confirmation that he hashtag knows what he's doing. Like, we knew that before, right? But this was just great for the resume.
2: I will say, though, he – aesthetically, he also did not look like he was having a lot of fun coaching. <laughs> but I think that's just kind of his standard look and uh, less about nerves. So. Yes. hates
0: bubbles. Maybe that's it.
2: A guy who
1: always looks like he's having a good time uh, when he's coaching is Scott Forbes of the University of North Carolina. Unfortunately, Forbes will not – be going to Omaha as his Tar Heels dropped their Super Regional at home against the Arkansas Razorbacks um, in two games. They were both good though; they're both pretty good ball games. That's why it's a little bit higher on this list. But Arkansas won the first game on Friday, or sorry, the first game on Saturday, four to one, and the second game on Sunday, four to three.
2: Yeah, and Arkansas they had to come back and they walked it off. Again, I gotta say a walk off to go to Omaha is pretty freaking sweet. So shouts out to Brady Slavens, um, North Carolina. I mean, they had it. They they if they could have held on to that one run lead, they could have forced the game three. But Arkansas has been playing extremely well. It's so you know goofy to think we had Arkansas basically in Tennessee's position last year, losing to NC State, and then this team, which is it's, it is a lot of the same guys. Um, but it feels like we haven't been paying nearly as much attention. And now that's the team that gets back to Omaha. So uh, congrats to the Razorbacks. Not particularly looking forward to hearing whoopig suey all the time. Uh, oh. But it will certainly be a thing that happens. Oh,
1: I mean, you know what? I think we need to just do it. Like maybe, you know, it would be a fun video to do. Let's go with the Arkansas people and they can teach us a proper whoopig suey. We'll just do We'll just get it off. our. We'll just rip off the band. What?
0: What's the point of it? We'll ask them. We'll we'll get
1: to ask them in four days.
0: That's the real question right there. It's calling the hogs, they say. But is that really the sound hogs respond to?
2: Yes. It's like (laughs) a real thing, dude. Really? I will say Arkansas does have some very fun baseball players. Obviously, uh, Bob Moore has had a down season. But Jalen Battles is super fun to watch. Caden Wallace is really, 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 really good. Uh, and they got some very, very fun bullpen arms, especially Brady Tiger. So, I like this team. I do like watching Arkansas. Um, yeah.
0: And I'll, I, I'll take Whoopi Suey over the Vandy Whistler. Could you I, imagine how confused a hog who lives near Bomb Walker Stadium must be all the damn time? But but what, do Stephen, what do you want? What do you want
2: for me? Most
0: importantly, Steven. <laughs> yeah. The raccoon? Are we going to see it? I, apparently, it's a curse. But Jake did make a good point where he said if the Razorbacks get to Omaha – they need to have a wild hog clip clopping around the stadium. So, I mean, he said it on a podcast, so it has to come true now. I That's watched a
1: ten works. minute I watched a ten minute YouTube video today about how uh, in Texas to kill feral hogs, they go up in helicopters and shoot them from above
0: nice what sort of of youtube are you on i'm on the i'm on the two guys in the middle of nowhere build a pool youtube oh that's Um, a
1: good youtube
0: dude i'm it's a great youtube wait
1: i know this is a tangent but a youtube that i i am into too that i fall asleep to sometimes this is like super embarrassing i can't believe i'm saying this just do it is um asmr haircut youtube
0: Oh, I've seen that. You ever done a, you ever gone to ASMR boot shining? Oh, that's good. Let me tell you. good Puts me right to sleep every time. And then I wake up and I'm like, whoa, who shined those shoes? You know? Well, maybe my
1: Texas uh, ranchers <laughs> shooting feral hogs video will be relevant. If uh, Texas beats and plays and beats Arkansas at some point. Let's move so on we out west. Much like the prospectors in the 1850s, let's move out west to Stanford, the Stanford Regional. Which why is it not called the Palo Alto Regional? Isn't Stanford in Palo yeah, Alto? Yeah, I've Super seen
2: some Regional? discourse about this. I don't totally understand it either. Is it is there a place called Stanford? I don't know. Whatever. Because uh, Palo like Alto. That Stanford is, Stanford is Stanford is Stanford is Stanford is Stanford, and that I can't blame them honestly. So the game one of this one was was completely nuts. Uh, Now, it didn't seem that way. It looked like UConn was just running away with it. And then Stanford almost came all the way back, falling up just short 13 to 12 in game. But
1: that was key because they got a bunch of Connecticut's good bullpen arm in the game, which paid dividends in game two and game three as the Cardinal. Singular. Don't you dare pluralize them. Okay. It's one Cardinal and they they got a tree. It didn't make no sense to me but they're going to Omaha super talented position player group. Incredibly fun to watch. Brock Jones is, he's so cool, dude. He's like, he's, he's cool in a way that few college baseball players are like he moves, like he's a professional baseball player and like, looks like a professional baseball player. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I agree. He's the coolest guy on the field. And Drew Bowser, who I think has 10 homers in his last 12 games or something crazy uh, him and Braden Montgomery and, you know, Tommy Troy, like this, t- and Cody Huff had an enormous grand slam in game three. Like this is a really fun team to watch. I got to say, and the pitching isn't quite as deep, um, but I really like watching these Stanford hitters. So
1: I can't a big, a, a big hat tip to Connecticut on a superb season. Again, it's so cold. Like it's so cold in stores, Connecticut in the winter time. Like Huzzah to them. Very, very impressive. And a highlight, Jordan, They, they, we joked about this all weekend. They had a pitcher come in to, for them in game one named uh, Garrett Coe, as in COE. And so all weekend, Jordan and I were talking about New York Yankees stouting pitcher Garrett Coe.
2: <laughs> Gil Coe, he pitched today too, and I was really excited, but he couldn't get the job done at Stanford one game three, 10 to five. Also, it's OK, Connecticut, Eastern Connecticut State, Division Three National Champions. All right, let's move on. Beyond d uh, Sorry, anything else on UConn, Stephen?
0: Uh, no, I, I was just going to say Brock Jones, and I don't say this lightly about many people. He, to me, he has Tony Hawk levels of cool, which yeah. is like <laughs> the S tier of cool. Um, that is,
1: that yeah, is I'm insane. not ready to say that yet. <laughs> Well,
2: let's see. Let's see how well, he does. Well, let's
0: week. see what he does live. You know, let's see what it is. Okay, I, mean,
2: I will say. Can I say one more thing on Stanford?
0: Yes, it's allowed.
2: Do you guys remember how their season ended last year in Omaha Yeah. in that insane game, and getting walked off by Vanderbilt? Like, yeah, That is a big time unfinished business redemption story. So, um, I think this team's even better. So, it should be fun to watch. That's
1: the best kind of business. Let's move on up to Corvallis correctly pronounced Corvallis where Auburn or Eagle, but they're the Tigers. Someone explain that to me. (laughs) They won the series. Look, I don't
0: know. They won the series. Stanford plays Auburn. They have to pick one mascot. That's four
1: mascots. You're right. Just means more. It just means more. As Auburn took the series, the super regional from Oregon state eking it out in game three. By one run, Sonny Deshara, Sonny D, the the house with the most. He's a large man with a large plan and a big bat. He homered. And we will be seeing them in Omaha. I love that their coach's name is Butch. He just goes. His name's Butch Thompson.
2: Butch. Butch Thompson played at Birmingham Southern. So there you go, Jake. Uh, before it was D3, of course. But Butch Thompson and Tim Hudson, nice little, nice little coaching staff there. I believe Gabe Gross also on the coaching staff, at least according to Mike Farron. Uh, so Farron, if you're wrong, that's on you. Uh, but Auburn <laughs> is very good. It's like A&M, another SEC team, without as much star power beyond Sonny D. But Mason Barnett is a pitcher definitely to watch for them. He was very good tonight. Uh, and they have some good relievers as well. Blake Burkholder closed that out tonight, throwing 97. So Auburn's really good. But Sonny D, in Omaha is, Sonny D and Ivan Melendez in Omaha is pretty sweet. Make them, re- make them wrestle the for Olympics. it. Uh, shock anything on Corvallis?
0: You know, I just got really confused because a lot, a lot of the colors are similar on both teams. So a lot of the times, there was a home run hit, and I was like, "Oh, oh no, oh no, that's not good." And then I was like, "Wait, the the score bug's going up for the other team. That is good." Right? You're so right because like today, Auburn was wearing
1: orange and Oregon State was wearing black. But from afar, black looks like navy. So it was. You're totally right. I was confused multiple and the, times.
0: And the score, bu- the scorebug bug had orange, orange background for Oregon State, but Auburn was in orange. And I got a smooth brain. I graduated from UVA. I don't know how. My man that, needed an extra year up there. Two, two extra years. Just one. Just, just, one. One, just one. Just one. Yeah. Finished Wait, that one year program in two. Not many people <laughs> did that. Let me tell you. Built different.
2: <laughs> uh, two more things on Oregon State. One, they were really good, and they had some players that I will miss watching. Cooper Jerpy is about to make a lot of money, so congr- and Jacob Meldon, so congrats to them. And the other thing I liked about this was it was a cold super regional. Like, people were in coats tonight. It was very – it's just a very unique look that you almost never see oh. at this time of the year. And, on, and I can tell you, it's a 101 degrees today in Omaha, so it was very weird watching a baseball game where people were wearing coats. I love it because it? it
1: reminds me of, like, October baseball in, like, Chicago yes. or New York where they cut to the fans true. and everyone's in jackets.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, Do, all right. Does anyone know the attendance numbers at the Super Regional for – why? In Corvallis. why? Okay, I actually looked it up. Um, it it appears that there were five thousand people there on average. How many Subarus do you think were in the parking lot? <laughs> don't
1: hate. 5, don't, hate the, look, so don't, don't hate I'm on Subarus. don't hate on the Subarus.
0: In, in this ec- in this economy, that fuel efficiency. You I was kidding? gonna say. I am not gonna, gonna say, hate.
2: It's 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 a love and respect. To I gotta society.
1: say. Uh, after my car crash a couple of weeks ago, I am looking to purchase a car. If any listeners of the Shock Factor podcast if you're are selling a vehicle, are selling a vehicle, preferably a 1988 Ford Bronco with wood paneling, um, for under <laughs> well, like eight thousand dollars, maybe like less than you know a hundred k
2: miles or on it. Give it to Jake for free. That'd be cool. Just hit me
0: up. Let me know. But don't hit him. That already <laughs> happened. Um. Jake, if you want a vintage vehicle, how's it O2 Ford Taurus SES sound? Sounds hot and sweaty. I'm in. All right. It's 103,000 miles on it. Um, Mm. $10. $10. Yeah. I know. I'm kind of stiffing you here.
1: All right. We'll debate. We'll debate uh, later. Uh, Let's move on down to Greenville because it's not Greenville. Greenville is not the same place. Welcome to the jungle. We've got... We've got rain delayed games and heartbreak because uh, Eastern Carolina, East Carolina, sorry, the East Carolina Pirates, uh, none of whom's fans are listening right now because they'd have never heard of baseball before, uh, they won game one in rip roaring fashion. They were what, an out away? It was an out away. They were an out away. One out away. They were one um, out, two outs away, three, definitely three yeah, outs away. They had
2: the lead in game two.
1: By a lot of runs. Yeah. And then bing, bang, boop. Uh, they didn't Scooby-dee, have the lead pop, anymore. Skippity, boop, pop. And a skippity. boom. And then they got smoked in game three. This was heartbreaking.
0: It hurt. The headline would be
1: like, heartbreaking, exclamation point. It's like those ads that come up
2: at the bottom of websites. Heartbreaking. You'll never believe where this baseball team is now. Uh, Steve, <laughs> you have been a big ECU fan for reasons that I still don't totally understand. To be honest, uh,
0: the main reasons I I love pirates. I okay, pirates are Great. sick. Steve, Look at the this pirate, pirate ship picture right reference. there. <laughs> yeah, but um, and and their Twitter's fun. Like, no, they I'm, I'm, a I'm Twitter, I like ECU too. I just that's one. that's one of the main reasons I like them. Believe um, it or not, just I,
1: just for clarity's sake, they were up seven uh, to two in the seventh inning they were up seven to four in the eighth inning then they starling homered in the top of the ninth to tie it and then they let up the walk-off single in the bottom
2: so but, by the way dylan campbell shout out hook em horns but the yeah. other thing about ecu you mentioned you like because they're the pirates well jake we we did a little digging on the pirates this weekend yeah and we were wondering oh would they be the first pirates in omaha
1: Because it is inland, it's hard to take a ship all the way there.
2: (laughs) Is that the issue, right? But the Seaton Hall Pirates in 1975, who are surely celebrating the fact that they are still the last pirates to make it to Omaha, 72 dolphins—they've proven that they can do it. So, ECU, our thoughts are with you in Greenville, and it will happen eventually. It will. uh, will Other things,
1: Uh, Ivan Melendez still (laughs) has 32 homers. He li- broke so the record. Good. Like, he literally broke the record, and we're 30 minutes in, and we haven't brought it up yet. Broke he Broke the BB, yeah, the BB Corps record. I, I'm well aware. In, no one... Incaviglia is like, excuse me, how many you have? Okay, sweet. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Incaviglia has 762 in a year. Um, and then the other thing about this regional was the amount of how, uh, horns downed. Uh, I wasn't sure how to pronounce this right. Is it horn, like, to pluralize horns down, is it horns downs, horn downs, horn down, or just like, like sheep? It's just like, wow, look at all those horns down. Shock, what's the ruling? Oh, how would you pluralize that?
0: Horn, horns down seems... No, we, it doesn't feel right. We
1: should ask Texas fans this in Omaha. We should ask well, them to pluralize horns down.
0: If I there's a group of people who know how to pluralize it, it'll be them. We'll
1: just be like... <laughs> Well, just be like, everyone knows about, uh, you know, horns down. People hate it. How would you pluralize that phrase? What's well, more than one horns down? Out. You out for know the seven other fan
0: bases that hate you. You'll get punched you in the recommend? mouth as soon as you go like this. You can't do that. Like, so, so if I were to take this and flip it, invert it, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. But if I did. I, I would, think
1: here, here's a take about horns down. Okay. I'm stoked that it's a thing. I think it's hilarious. I wouldn't change it for the world. I think it's silly that Texas fans care so much about it. And I think it's silly that every fan base that plays Texas does it all the time. And I wouldn't change it for the world. Like the amount of ECU fans that were doing the horns down sign was absurd. I would have preferred like a Pirates Up, you know, like a hook, like a Captain Hook, hook. So yeah, no hooks up this year for ECU, unfortunately, as their season is over in Texas. Heard of them? Yeah, they've been to Omaha more times than even Kyle Peterson they will be there again this year horns upping all their way uh, well, The
2: thing is is that they' it's just hook them it's not do they don't say horns up right No do they fire up <laughs> fire down chips yeah. anyway, we'll talk about Texas plenty. I, I'm glad Ivan Melendez gets to keep playing and then that's like, it that's, right I'm very excited about that
1: those are all the series that happen right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for
2: sure. Else. Yeah, definitely, definitely, for sure. Do dude. you guys definitely. remember this scene, Virginia? <laughs> Shock,
1: shut <laughs> the fuck up.
2: <laughs> I remember Coppin State; they were fun. Um, remember, Ke- I
1: remember Dort. I remember Dort. Remember Dort Kevin came up at dinner at
0: night. Oh, those were the days, man. Damn.
1: Okay, let's get into it.
0: Uh, if
1: you've listened through 32 minutes of this, you're probably waiting for us to talk about maybe the single biggest upset in. The 21st century of college baseball. The University of Tennessee, the team that many picked to win the national championship, the team ranked unanimously number one overall. I would say the most entertaining baseball team that I have ever seen. I am not overstating it. I believe that that is the most entertaining baseball team I have ever seen in my life. Again, I'm an Orioles fan, so the bar is low. They were defeated fairly. It's fair and square, baby, by the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Let's just get this out of the way first. Congratulations to Notre Dame. An unbelievable performance on the road. They earned it. They earned every inch of it. They beat them. They didn't cheat. They didn't – I mean, like, they
2: beat them. They did. But I will say this uh... – to your point, I can't take away from the enter, most entertaining team ever. It is the most, it is one of the most, certainly one of the most shocking losses. But come on, we're, di- we're disrespecting Stony Brook here. Okay. Stony Brook beating LSU and Boundary Baden- is just crazier than, <laughs> than yeah. Notre Dame, who should have been hosting, beating Tennessee. But I do agree, obviously, it was shocking. This is the best, it had been the best team for most of the season. There was the real, the there was real shock factor involved. There was there was shock factor in every, sin- say. in every sense of the word. I was foreshadowing when we titled the podcast, um, but it was really it was how they did it, right? I mean that was the thing that was so stunning. Um, they win the first game. They just beat them. They just they, they just outslugged won. them. They outslugged them. But in that second game, it was like, uh oh, Tennessee's got there. Guess I got my swagger back, right? Uh,
1: and, then, my
2: and then they were like chase burns send us home take us to omaha and that fastball as special as it is <sighs> if you connect with it in lindsey nelson stadium on it was back-to-back right or maybe it was, was back-to-back between it. chase too much
1: chase burned him oh, um the David first LaMana, the first Jack home run the first home run, only a homer there. And in some ways, you know. And Yankee Stadium. And Yankee Stadium. Oppo, Tiny Fence. But in some ways, it's kind of an appropriate way for that to happen. 100%. Where all year, people were like, it's a bullshit stadium. The stadium's stupid. And then, like, obviously, Tennessee's been benefiting from it all year. And it's not like they – it's not like Jarrell Ortega built Lindsey Nelson Stadium <laughs> alongside, like, Chase Dolander. That's not how that works, right? But there was something about the tiny, weird – kind of BS home run being the blow. The second home run is out in every big league.
2: That was blasted. Brannigan is awesome. Um, And Notre Dame's really good. Uh, But it was, it it was, it was shocking. It was still shocking.
1: And here, here's what was crazy about a Shock, right? Tony V, Tony Vitello, their coach made a mistake by leaving Burns in that game. That deep in with that many pitches, and he admitted this after he said, "I'm disappointed in myself." He took the heat. That's the guy I want to play for. What were your thoughts on him? Like when you were watching this live, and he let Burns, he let Burns face a guy with two guys on, and then let Burns face the next guy and give
0: up another homer. What were your thoughts when you were watching that live? Well, I kind of like it because it's like, all right, let's see what this, uh, let's see what this freshman's made of. How's he going to bounce back in a big situation? But also. I, I would like to see, you know, maybe do that in a midweek. Um, maybe, maybe not the best time for it. Um, I think throwing Ben Joyce for a million pitches the day before when you're down six was probably um, not the best call because I think he is a pretty good pitcher by my standards in the sense that he has good hair and good facial hair. But also by other people's standards, he throws 104 miles an hour. But the thing, reg- people were saying this. But dude, Ben Joyce wasn't like the guy all year. They but had he other options. Should have been, and he could have been. Yeah, but
1: yeah. I don't he think that in was. He pitched in the loss. He pitched, in, he the pitched loss. in the loss. Like I think yeah. no, but which which I think Shock is saying like why did he pitch in yeah. the loss? And they
0: yeah, why did he come in
1: down six? I mean, they did yeah. almost come back. Like that first game was eight to six, right? Yeah. I think the problem is just. Am I wrong he had did he have beam when did beam throw Did beam I throw beam did did
2: ever, I don't know if Bean ever I don't know think beam ever beam ever made it in um because that's I think the, they were Yeah which was weird. And I don't know if beam would have been the option but to your point they have a ton of bullpen guys that they've trusted uh, all year See that's the thing dude like And so Drew not Beam was shocked
0: that Drew Beam feels was like the boy,
1: fresh sorry beam was the freshman of the year in the SEC right
0: And what have we learned? We learn always trust the salty vet Redman Walsh. If I have a dude, if I have a pitcher named Redman on my team, you gotta, you gotta eject me to get that kid out of the game. That's the only way, because that kid was an absolute dog all year, and he just came in. He would come in after Ben Joyce and be like, "Hey guys, that hundred and five was cool. Now you want to see me get the fucking job done? Because I'm gonna." More like red ass Walsh. Now I (laughs) will say. I don't know how good the Redmond Walsh matchup would have been
2: in those spots, them. but the point is that was the they thing. They had other, they had other options, and it didn't need to. It, you did not need to leave Chase Burns out there in that spot. And uh, but much, that...
1: yeah, oh. let's say okay. that like Tony V, I'm all in. Like I, lo- I am buying stock. I love the guy. I get it. The f- we saw his flaw. He's like the best recruiter in the country. He creates program culture. He can develop like he's elite at all those things. Right. The in-game management stuff is in some ways what haunted them last year in Omaha a little bit too. Right. And I think that came back to bite them this go around.
0: So, well, wasn't their pitching coach ejected or suspended too? they,
1: They get ejected and suspended. Like this is what they do. It happens. It happens. True. Gilbert getting suspended seemed unfair. He came back. They won the game without him. Whatever before we say anything else nice about Notre Dame, I want to say goodbye to Tennessee because, Shock, you tweeted this and some people pushed back against you. The idea being that Tennessee was like the most important, like most, I said most memorable, influential, they left a real, like legacy is a weird term to use, right? But this team captured the attention of a type of baseball fan that doesn't normally tune into college baseball. And I think that is part of what made them very special
0: yeah and like even the pushback on that tweet all that did was prove my point so all i was saying was tennessee this year was phenomenal for baseball yeah and that is because i I don't care about the on-field annex or any of that every good story needs a villain Like, would you watch the Batman movies if it was just Batman going around getting groceries? No, you watch the Batman movie, okay? Um, that sounds like we talked about YouTube, yeah. We talked about weird shit we watched, so there's a little bit of backstory there, but no, you want to watch Batman because the Joker's doing some weird shit to the whole city, and regardless whether the Joker's a good guy or a bad guy people are freaking watching. He's putting asses in seats and that's exactly what Tennessee did this year. People were saving pictures of college baseball players to their phones. Even if it's to say, Oh, look at this guy. He's a douche. You still got a picture of a team tattooed to your phone. Like more people were talking about college baseball this season. than I think, I think Tennessee playing the way they did was a huge part in that. And so that's why I appreciate those guys. They... Yeah, I'm I'm
1: thankful. I'm thankful that we got to see this, right? And because they were a juggernaut. They were an unstoppable force that apparently was stoppable. But at their best, when they were rolling, oh, the juice, When they, that Campbell game, like, oh, that's no. the whole, you know what, Chuck? That's what it's all about.
0: It really is. And it is so refreshing to see guys say, you know what? Fuck my draft stock. I don't care. I'm going to flick off this kid I don't like. Like, the game needs more of that. The game needs to stop being afraid of playing the way you want to play just because some dude in a suit's going to give you money. Like, at the end of the day, that is exactly what I think the game needs more of. And that's why people love these, like, fifth-year guys who are just out there letting it all hang out because they're like, Shit, if I do great and I'm a dick, I'll get $1,000. If I do great and I'm a nice guy, I'll get $1,000. So... It's just about playing like there's nothing to lose. And you know what? If everybody does that, then the guys who have earned a million dollars through their play can be themselves and still get a million dollars. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Jordan, anything no, I agree with that. Anything left to no, say no, about
2: Tennessee? You guys are right. I mean, uh, or at least <laughs> I can't agree with 100% of what Chuck just said. But <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's fine that's where we all have different <laughs> different perspectives here uh no they were incredible i love watching them and it is and like i can tell you just like from being here like just talking to people at the drover and Omaha, like people wanted to see them like that people were looking forward to having tennessee here um and so that is disappointing uh but hey notre dame earned it and that's the thing. You don't just get an automatic bid because you led the country in area and home runs. So you had to go in. Sh- they, they couldn't get it done. Maybe you should. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if, if Jake's making the rules, maybe you should. Uh, anyway. All right. Let's do some just general thoughts as we look at these A2. We just kind of g- talked a little bit about the teams and we talked about dude, them winning. But
1: do we just want to uh, talk about like very simple children. Uh, let's just talk about who we're rooting for. First glance. Sure. Like. We have no affiliations to any of these schools, you know,
0: None.
1: have right. you been on the cam- How many of these schools have we been on the campus of? Have you ever been on the, any of these campuses Jordan? Notre Dame? Uh,
2: Notre Dame. Uh, that's Texas. Uh, not really Texas. And that's it. Yeah, no. That's
1: Shock. You've been on any of these campuses?
0: I have been on zero of these campuses.
1: Okay. So right? just so everyone knows, no bias.
0: No here's bias. what I'll say
2: though here's what I'll say though Jake let's go back to the point you made earlier about first trip to Omaha since whatever right none of these teams had do you know the most recent team to win it of this of this eight I would assume it's Texas yes in 2005 2005, 2005. so you know that's that this will be a pretty big deal for any of these teams that win um, I know we've we've gotten used to seeing them but I know Aaron fit has already made this point is that it does feel wide open, but as for who I am rooting for, who, and I think about this when the MLB postseason starts, right? Especially since the Mariners are never in it. So it's easy. Uh, Is who do, who do I want to see dogpile? Who am I going to be so happy to imagine winning the world series? And looking at this group, I guess the answer is probably all miss.
1: Is that crazy? No, my head is going there too. I basically I mean, have Notre four Dame's teams or two, but yeah, I, I have four teams that stand out as the teams that like I want to see dogpile. I like pile.
0: your odds. I like your odds,
1: fifty <laughs> fifty. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You say Ole Miss? I'm gonna take Stanford. I think. I think Stanford's okay. gonna be my Stanford's my a good team. answer
2: because of what I brought up before. Again, they they blew the lead against Vanderbilt and got walked off in Omaha. Like that team was so good last year, yeah, and they're so good this year. So. I think I'm going to ride
1: with Stanford. Um, I really love watching their position player group play. Yep. Um, shock. Any of these teams just fancy tickle your tickle your eye at first glance.
0: Uh, yeah. So Notre Dame, this is all for selfish reasons. They absolutely shit slapped me on the mound last season. So seeing them win a national championship, that way it makes me feel less, less sad about that shit whacking. Um, So that one's self gratifying, but I also did just watch Auburn Dogpile. And let me tell you, Sonny DeChara just looks so damn happy. I would love to see him happy again. But also, as crazy as it sounds, Ole Miss right now, I'm all in on him. I'm all in on him. Tim Elko deserves to be in a dogpile. Tim he Elko. Fought and clawed. Tim Elko
1: is the closest thing we have to Stephen Shock in this year's.
0: Uh, I think it's true.
2: I yeah. I, don't, I big, don't know how many times I've...
0: Big old and hairy. <laughs> He's got <laughs> way straighter teeth. But other than that, I see you a lot more, of comparisons.
2: You have more ACL, so you're in good shape. I would say, though, but but look, like they, there there are things to, to root for uh, on all eight of these teams. And um, I do think that uh, it'll be... I, I'm excited because, yeah, it is really hard to project this um, with this field, so... Uh, but yeah, man, it's going to be fun. You guys got to get your get your butts over here. We'd we, we be waiting in Omaha. Omaha. I, I was just know. there, dude. <laughs> Come on back.
0: You want to know who I'm most excited for? Mm-hmm. Get ready for a full house moment here. The game of college baseball, <laughs> my fans. Because Omaha is just so freaking cool and so sweet. And I'm gonna be so sad when it's over because that means college baseball's over and I gotta go back to tweeting about my bowel movements. But <laughs> man, the people of Omaha are gonna be happy. The real winner of Omaha every year is the economy of Omaha That Nebraska. is the e- that e- that is Eastern is Nebraska, <laughs> the Eastern <laughs>
2: Nebraska economy.
0: It is fueled by this week. Yeah. No, it's very
2: true. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna be a part of that. So, I guess the good place to leave it off is uh, we will be there. You guys get here Wednesday. We'll be here through Sunday. If you see us, say hello. You'll recognize Steven Shock. You might not recognize us, but it's not that hard to find photos and videos of us as well. don't recognize Steven, we'll probably be with him.
1: (laughs) I have a mustache. Uh, Jordan looks kind of like Steven Merchant. Uh, We'll probably be holding a camera. And Shock will probably be holding a microphone or a hot dog.
0: You... You'll notice Jake as he is the man trying to hotwire every Ford Bronco he sees. Um, (laughs) You know it. So if you see crime going on, mind your damn business. Jake's got to find a way home, all right? Um, uh, But yes, uh, on that note, thank you all
2: for listening. We will be back with more, all kinds of of, of hashtag content coming your way on the various D1 baseball channels. So uh, stay tuned, but hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Steven Schock, Take us out on this this episode of The Shock Factor.
0: We'll see you in Omaha, damn it. (laughs) Tiny airport, big dreams.